are listening to Aftersight. This recording is intended solely for individuals who are blind or have low vision. Thank you for joining us for the reading of the February edition of the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. We're going to start with breaking news from the Crestone Eagle website. Town barely notifies residents of a special meeting Monday. This was posted February 2nd and written by Matt Litt, Managing Editor. Early Monday afternoon, a resident notified the Crestone Eagle that the town of Crestone was holding a quote-unquote special meeting to discuss and act on financial matters. The meeting, while legally notified with a notice at the post office, barely meets the requirements of the Colorado Open Meetings Law. The Crestone Eagle is on an email list to be notified of meetings. Our reporter, Anya Katz, is also on this list. Neither of us received notification 24 hours in advance as required by law. The open meetings law is a fickle thing. On the one hand, the obscure notice at the post office serves as legal notice. However, a 2019 addition to the open meetings law adds electronic notices to the requirements and at the same time is limited in scope or governmental body responsibility. The Open Meetings Law 2019 edition states in part, however, that unten- unintentional failure to provide such advance notice will not nullify actions taken at an otherwise properly published meeting. I was able to have a back and forth email session with Colorado Sun editors about this. They brought in Jeffrey Roberts, executive director of the Colorado Freedom of Information Coalition. He provided me the information which I then emailed to town trustees and the mayor. In the law, the town barely meets its 24-hour notice requirement by posting at the post office. Because the barely announced meeting fell on a production deadline and no response was received by the town, the Crestone Eagle was unable to publish anything in the February issue. The Crestone Eagle will provide follow-up on business conducted at the quote-unquote special meeting. As yet, the Eagle has not received the meeting recording or minutes. Here is my Here is the email sent by the Crestone Eagle Monday afternoon. We have yet to receive a reply or response of any sort from the town or its officials. To the Crestone Town Trustees, it has come to my attention that the town of Crestone held a special meeting this morning with the only notice being posted at the post office and town hall. While this falls within Colorado's open meeting law and is therefore technically legal, there is an addition to the open meetings law from 2019 that the town failed to honor. In an email to my query, Jeffrey A. Roberts, Executive Director for the Colorado Freedom of Information Coalition, informed me of this additional information. Both myself and reporter Anya Katz have asked to be on your email list for meeting notices. We have received these, however, we did not receive notice of today's special meeting. Also, I have in the past encouraged the town to send me notices so we can work in collaboration and post these to the Crestone Eagle website and social media platforms, Facebook. The town's failure to properly notify us, in my opinion, hints at the attempt to hide information and conduct business in a non-transparent manner. For future meetings, including quote-unquote special and quote-unquote emergency meetings, I am asking to receive notices that meet the open meeting law requirement of 24 hours. I would also hope the town will send these notices so that the Crestone Eagle is able to post these publicly through our website and social media. 
It is my ultimate goal to work with the town in helping it conduct its business in a transparent manner. Sincerely, Matthew Litt, Managing Editor, CrestoneEagle.org. Now turning to the printed edition, the February Crestone Eagle, and we'll continue with the Managing Editor and his column, A Momentary Lapse, by Matt Litt. Here I am on Tuesday morning, January 30th, with one day to go before sending the paper to the printer in Salida through the miracle of intrawebs. As you're already guessing, I have yet to write my monthly momentary lapse. Insert more coffee. Proceed. One thing that sure has changed for me from my earliest years in community journalism are those intrawebs. Slang or not, it's a more apt description of the Internet offering up a web of pretty much anything. And, like a web, it can easily trap or be set as a trap. As I learn to navigate community journalism in this day and age of instant communication, I'm glad I've learned the things I have about living in a small community and being in high visi- highly visible roles. The big fish, small pond factor and Crestone is no exception. I wanted to end this statement with an exclamation point, but as many will tell you, I've been cutting them from being used in the paper. Oops. Navigating takes a mix of finesse, compassion, patience, and thick skin. It carries with it a responsibility to be forthright in our actions and with our words, to think about the impact our words have and the importance of making sure that what you state is truth, and to be tough enough to endure being disciplined or schooled when you mess up. My taller and better half, Alex, has a simple way of phrasing it, which I can only use initials for, STFU. Matt. Thankfully, that is most often delivered in humor. Most often. I was serving a term. How many of you at this moment are thinking this is a prison-related story? Insert more coffee. Proceed. I was serving a term as Vice President of Adjunct Affairs for Colorado Mountain College, representing adjuncts at more than 11 campuses throughout the state. At a rather large seminar, seminar with a successful business leader, I stood to ask a question and, in the process, sort of dropped the F-bomb in my phraseology. It was not a mic drop moment, but you could sure hear a pin drop and the floor was carpeted. The next day, my campus dean asked me to step into his office. What transpired was life-changing for me. I left his office, not only with my job intact, but also empowered with a new vision of how leaders lead. He used the term satin and steel as an approach to leadership. That schooling contained a good quantity of steel. The lesson I learned is that I was not only representing adjuncts across the campuses, I was also representing my campus specifically and very visibly. I had a responsibility to remember that responsibility, to think carefully about what I say, what I write, and what I share. With the push of an enter key, you can send your message out globally, and, whether the person wants it or not, you can tag someone and immediately shine a spotlight, deserved or otherwise. It is so easy. Put your hands up in the air and step away from the keyboard. I keep this thought at the forefront of my mind while navigating the webs. Recently, I've had to remember this as I've responded to Facebook's annoying notifications that I've been tagged. And I realized something. I don't have to respond. Not at all. I can just leave it hanging out there knowing it'll be so Tuesday of last week within a few hours of fresh shovelfuls of the posts on top of it. One more thing I've learned living in small communities. I'll tell you who likes me. 
and more important I'll tell you who doesn't why they think they don't and I'll give you their phone number because it's in my phone so if you have something to say to me reach out to me directly I am listening again this was written by Matt Litt managing editor of the Crestone Eagle and now this article written uh, on behalf of Swatch County County sales tax grants available deadline to apply February 9th you know that idea you've been kicking around does it fall into one of the three categories below if so it's time to make your idea a reality the Swatch County Commissioners invite you to apply for a sales tax grant through our official website at https colon slash slash Swatch County dot Colorado dot gov slash Swatch dash county dash sales dash tax dash grant to make it even easier individuals and agencies now have the option to conveniently complete the grant application online or download it directly to your computer for manual completion awarded grants range from five hundred dollars to seventy five hundred dollars plus and funding ideas must fall under one of these three categories one youth and senior services and programs two alternative energy projects and or business slash job creation opportunities three emergency services or public health and safety the Swatch County sales tax grant was established through a ballot initiative that created a fund to distribute to individuals groups and organizations to better the Swatch County community as a whole this funding is derived from a 1% sales tax on most goods sold in Swatch County don't hesitate the grant application deadline is 3 p.m. on Friday February 9th 2024 all applications must be submitted by one of the following ways online hand delivered to the Swatch County Administration Office located at 505 3rd Street in Swatch Colorado or mailed in time to meet the 3 p.m. deadline as stated February 9th 2024 Swatch County Administration slash sales tax grant P.O. Box 100 Swatch Colorado 81149 is the address visit our website at https colon slash slash Swatch County dot Colorado dot gov slash Swatch dash County dash sales dash tax dash grant and apply for that grant let's continue working together to make Swatch County a great place to live work and play and we have another deadline coming up e-bike rebate gives leg up for riders this is written by Sarah Thorne from the Colorado Energy Office a rebate program for e-bikes will help riders get in the saddle the Colorado e-bike rebate program is in its final round of applications it is 10 a.m. February 12th to 4 p.m. February 19th the online application is at the website www.energyoffice.colorado.gov slash ebike dash rebates if you applied previously and were not selected you are eligible to reapply log into your account and submit a new pre-registration the Colorado Energy Office will randomly select applicants to receive rebates and notify selected applicants by email on February 19th to confirm eligibility selected applicants will then have 48 hours to submit proof of income eligibility and Colorado address 
To verify income qualification, submit a copy of your most recent tax return or proof of enrollment in at least one of several income qualified programs. To prove Colorado residency, submit one of several document types, including but not limited to a valid Colorado driver's license or ID, a computer-generated bill, or a printed bank statement. If you live in Colorado but are unable to provide any of the acceptable documents to verify a physical Colorado address, you may be eligible to submit alternative documents such as a letter from a government agency or nonprofit organization in Colorado stating your situation. To redeem the rebate, you must purchase an e-bike in person or by phone from one of more than 200 authorized e-bike retailers across the state. Individuals who are not selected during this final application round will automatically be entered into a waitlist selection round that will take place in early April. Placement on the waitlist does not guarantee a rebate. As expired, unused rebates from previous application rounds become available. The Colorado Energy Office will randomly select individuals from the waitlist to receive a rebate. The Colorado Energy Office will notify individuals by email if they have been randomly selected from the waitlist. Although CEO does not anticipate receiving additional funding for the statewide e-bike rebate program in the future, the office is preparing to launch a statewide e-bike e-bike tax credit on April 1, 2024. All Colorado residents will be eligible to receive this tax credit as a $450 point-of-sale discount on a qualified e-bike purchase from an authorized e-bike retailer through 2032. And we have this public notice, 2024 Presidential Primary Election LAT, Logic and Accuracy Test, February 7, 2024. Notice is hereby given that a public logic and accuracy test of Swatch County's voting equipment will take place on February 7, 2024, beginning at 9 a.m. at the Swatch County Courthouse, 501 4th Street in Swatch. Information about the test may be obtained by calling the county clerk's office at 719-655-2512. And turning to some event information, Soil Sangre de Cristo hosts events in February. This is written by P.J. Bergen, Soil Sangre de Cristo. Soil Sangre de Cristo is excited to announce two great events in February. First, the Speaker Series is back with our next speaker, Devin Pena, presenting on on Wednesday, February 7th at 7 p.m. via Zoom. Please visit SoilSangreDeCristo.org, Upcoming Events, to RSVP in order to get the Zoom link. Dr. Pena is the founder and president of the Asakia Institute and remains a full professor at the University of Washington. He is executive project manager of the San Luis Food Sovereignty Initiative, funded by the Colorado Health Foundation, Saris Trust, BEA Fund, the Asakia Institute and other partners, the initiative has rescued the historic R&R market established 1857 in San Luis, which is recognized as the oldest continuously operated business grocery in Colorado. The R&R is now the San Luis People's Market and is being reorganized as a community food cooperative. Dr. Pena will discuss basics of bioregionalism and how societies from various regions depend on each other for nourishment and productivity. This is a free event. Please RSVP to receive the Zoom link or RSVP by going to www.soilsangredecristo.org slash event dash details slash the 
dash speaker dash series dash is dash back dash me dash Devon dash Pena dash one. The event will simultaneously be translated into Spanish. Shortly after meeting Devon Pena, you are invited to attend the second annual Moonlight Monday, Love Your Farmer Day, Monday, February 12th, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. at Moonlight Pizza, 242 F Street in Salida. That phone number is 719-539-4277. Moonlight Pizza will contribute 10% of all sales that day to the Soil Sand de Cristo Loan Fund. Takeout orders are also included in the contributions. Soil Sango de Cristo supports farmers, ranchers, and other food producers in our region with 0% interest loans. Investing with Soil Sango de Cristo gives investor members a mindful and positive channel to generate resilience in regional nourishing food. The board is an all-volunteer team. This keeps operating expenses very low. The dollars invested stay in our community, working over and over again through the revolving loan fund. Members in our community want to see a diverse and resilient food chain. Thanks to these members, Soil Sangre de Cristo has loaned over $47,000 to nine farms and ranchers in our area. Members of the community become investors by building the revolving loan fund to support this effort. Farmers and food producers join Soil Sangre de Cristo for $25 annually. Annual memberships start at $250 per person and up, which includes a vote on loan distributions. Contributions to the loan fund for any amount are welcome. Investor members will vote on new loan awards in early February. All loans awarded have already been repaid or are current. The payments go back into the revolving loan fund to support another regional food producer. Soil Sangre de Cristo's mission is uniting the communities of South Central Colorado through direct support for local farmers, ranchers, and food producers, improving food security, improvement in soil carbon, and health for all residents. All contributions are tax-deductible and are matched 50% by the Mighty Arrow Family Foundation. And we have fundraising news from the Eaglet Roses Fund Trip. This is written by Sequoia Sirois. With Valentine's Day just around the corner, high schoolers attending Crestone Charter School are producing a Valentine's Single Rose Fundraiser to fund the upcoming Puerto Rico trip in March. While this fundraiser is mostly intended for CCS students, anyone in the community can participate. Community members need to come to CCS to place their order at the front desk. Roses are $5 each. Adding a card and candy is $3 extra. Roses went on sale the last week of January and can be purchased up to February 13th. People who bought roses before the 13th can pick them up from CCS on Valentine's Day. High school class president Sequoia Soros and treasurer Miles Thornsbury will be distributing purchase roses outside of CCS on February 14th, Valentine's Day. And another fundraiser from the Eaglet, CCS Class Heads to Hair and Fashion Show, written by Phoebe Teeter. The Crestone Charter School Cosmetology class is attending the Undertone Hair and Fashion Show in Denver this month. On February 24th, seven CCS students will take advantage of this opportunity to go and learn all the latest tips and tricks in the cosmetology field. The event is hosted by Unortho Creatives and Void Studios, a photography studio in the downtown area.
The event will be a night of beauty, fun, creativity, and fashion, according to the event website. It will include haircuts, barbering, styling, extensions, braids, fashion show, modeling, and a runway segment. To help fund the trip, the CCS students are hosting a spa day fundraiser on February 10th at CCS. Donations are welcome and tips are appreciated. Interested people can schedule with Felicia Morales at 719-422-7318. You can also get 20% off Pinecrest with Lori Sunflower. The services that they will be offering on this day are blowouts for $15, shampoo service $5, curls $15, press on nails $20 for a full set, and makeup full face $15, half face $7. And in library events, this was written by Amy Garut, Northern Swatch County Library District, There is a lot of excitement at our local library. Thanks to a Swatch County sales tax grant, we were able to add a book drop on the porch of the Crestone Eagle in Crestone. If you are in town and would like to drop your books off at 180 West Galena, we will pick them up daily, Monday through Friday. We will also be bringing library services to the town of Crestone at the Little Shepherd Church on Wednesdays from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. beginning February 7th. Patrons can stop by. To order books and pick up books, contact the Baca Grand Library at 719-256-4100 if you would like to have a book delivered. Laptops will be available during the in-town hours and more services will be provided in the future. We are excited to revamp the children's section of the Baca Grand Library. The children's section will be closed from February 2nd through February 9th for the renovation. Children's books will be available with library assistance. Friends of the Library, are you interested in supporting our library as part of a Friends of the Library group? Please contact Amy Garut at either branch for more information. If you're looking for something interesting to read, our library staff has some recommendations on our website. https colon slash slash nscld dot colibraries dot org slash nscld dash favorites slash we also added the f- some exciting reads and DVDs to our collection in January that you might enjoy. And now taking a look at the events calendar. Wednesday, February 7th, as mentioned, Soil Sangre de Cristo Speaker Series with Devin Pena, founder of the Askia Institute, San Luis, Colorado, from 7 to 8 p.m. via Zoom. Go to https colon slash slash www.soilsangredecristo.org. On Friday, February 9th, New Moon Fire Ceremony followed by Chanting and Lunch, Hadakanda Universal Ashram from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. On Saturday, February 10th, Valentine's Day Spa Fundraiser, Crestone Charter School, 12 to 4 p.m. Schedule an appointment for nails, hair, and or makeup, 719-580-8428. Also Saturday, February 10th, Follow Your Heart Party at Crestone Artisans Gallery from 4 to 6 p.m. And on Saturday, February 10th, there's Youth Open Mic at T Road Brewery at 4 p.m. On Sunday, February 11th, Shoe My Monthly Sampai at 10.30 a.m. to noon. For more info, visit the website shoemycrestone.org. And for food distribution information, on Fridays... In Crestone, Free Food Friday, Baca Grand Library, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., and Swatch, Free Food Friday, at Swatch Public Library, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. On Thursday, February 8th, 
uh, sorry, on Tuesday, February 6th in Crestone, care and share Little Shepherd Church, 9.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. And Thursday, February 8th at Center Senior, 10.30 a.m. to noon. Monday, February 12th, Moffitt, Commodities and Senior, 10.30 a.m. to noon. And in Crestone on Monday, February 12th, Commodities and Senior, 10.30 a.m. to noon. Tuesdays, February 13th in Center, Commodities, 10.30 a.m. to noon. So watch Commodities and Senior, 1.30 to 3 p.m. And Moffitt, Free Spirit Christian Church, Highway 17 and Moffitt Way, 2 to 4 p.m. Tuesday, February 20th, Moffitt, Free Spirit Christian Church, Highway 17 and Moffitt Way, 2 to 4 p.m. Thursday, February 22nd, Cresto Mobile Food Truck, Baca Grand Library, 1 to 2 p.m. And Tuesday, February 27th, Moffat Free Spirit Christian Church, Highway 17 at Moffat Way, 2 to 4 p.m. 11.45 and at the church, 11.45 a.m. to 12.20 p.m. And that is all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us for the Cresto Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aftersight.org or by calling 303-786-7777.